Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Teachable Tuesday. We are going to be talking about learning styles. Now, this is a subject that I wish I knew a whole lot more about when I was in school, um, you know, growing. I, it was something that I just didn't have experience with. I really wish somebody would have helped me to discover what my learning style was or just understand what my learning style was. Um, you know, we talk to teachers all the time, educators, and it's pretty tough when you have a classroom and being a teacher myself, we have a classroom and we're, and we have 20 to 25 kids sometimes, and they all have different learning styles. And this goes with them throughout their years as they grow and they, they get into their middle school, high school years. Um, they become adults, young adults. And if we don't know how to identify the way that we learn the best, then it becomes a struggle and it's an unnecessary struggle because there's certain ways that we can kind of tap into this, um, as we are going through those, those grade school years and, and college and university, there are ways to help us. Um, just a little bit about myself. I'm always going to share with you my own personal experiences. I was not a good student. Well, let me back up. I was not a great student. I was an average student through high school um, and middle school. Those elementary years are pretty simple, but once you get into those upper grades, it was really tough for me. I didn't, I didn't really retain a lot of information that was taught to me um, because I wasn't being taught the way that I was able to learn, if that makes sense. And so um, I didn't learn until years later that there were four different types of learning styles. Um, and this is where I was able to finally embrace the things that I loved because I'm a very creative person. And there are a lot of people in this world that are, that are creative, that are just outside the box thinkers, we're doers, we have to um, actually have our hands in something, you know, our mind is just flowing with so much. And then you have those who um, we kind of tag as book smarts, you know, they, they can read something, they can listen to something, and immediately they retain it. This was not the case for me. And even to this day, if I'm taking classes, which I I jump in whatever class, course, training, coaching is available because we we are always growing, right? We're always taking in new information, new knowledge. Everything is ever changing around us. And so we want to stay in a position where we always have room to grow. And so as I'm taking these classes and such, I find myself... Um, immediately wanting to study the subject before I even get to class. And so a lot of times um, growing up, we would go to a class, we would receive, you know, the instruction, we would receive the chapters and the lessons, we do a little bit of it together. And then we would go home and do our study, we would research and we would, you know, dive further into that subject. Well, for me, I would rather have the syllabus Right out the right out the gate, I want to know what we're studying on what days, on what weeks, because I want to be able to go and read that subject matter before I get to class. Not because I want to know it all before I get to class, but because I have to. I have to be able to hear it first so that when I get to class, I'm not completely lost. I'm not trying to jot down notes. I'm not missing things. But now I have somewhat of a familiarity with it. You know, I, I, I remember hearing that or I remember reading that. 
And I'm able to take that little bit and then go back and recall as the instructor is teaching or recall these, you know, words that I may have read, even though I may have not understood them the first time, it's easier to recall it. My memory kicks in a little bit. And so that class time is now more of a successful setting for me because I'm hearing it for the second time. I don't know. There may be a lot of y'all out there that's like that. You have to just, you have to hear it several times at repetition. Something my husband taught the girls when they were little and they say it all the time. If we say, baby, what is repetition? They immediately say repetition is learning. If you learn it, let me back up. What is repetition? Repetition is learning. If you repeat it, you learn it. And it was so simple. And he would have them repeat that over and over and over when they were in elementary. And and they would come home from school. They would have their subjects to study. And he would say, okay, baby, what is repetition? And they would say, repetition is learning. If you repeat it, you learn it. If you repeat it, you learn it. And they would repeat and repeat and repeat until it was in their, in their little brains to remember for the next time that they needed to go. This is how we learn. So I struggled through school. Um, I struggled bad. I had to focus extra hard or I just wasn't going to pass the grade or I wasn't going to pass that particular lesson or that test. Um, I just didn't have that memory um, unless I was actively engaged in it. And so because I didn't know that about myself, it was hard for me to um, feel like I was moving ahead or accomplishing something. And so it can get kind of um, defeating. It can get a little frustrating. Um, We get discouraged, you know, and we think that we just don't have what it takes. And these are the things that can really hold us back in our life, and especially from our dreams and our goals and our visions, you know, as business owners. How am I going to achieve that if I couldn't even get through, you know, middle school and high school? How am I going to achieve that if I struggled through college? And it had nothing to do with you not understanding. It just needed to be received a different way. And so I love this subject because it really takes us into our businesses, the people that we employ, the people that we work with, the people that are partnered with us. We all learn differently. We all respond differently. We all have a different way of communicating with one another. And so to really go back and focus on this, how many times have we worked with someone or have had an employee or even a manager in the times where we were working for others? We've we've been with these people and we don't quite understand why they're not getting what we're saying. Or they don't understand and they're frustrated with us because we're not getting what they're saying. And it's because we, we fail to recognize that they're not always going to learn the same way that we do. So I want to touch on these four different learning styles. And I want you to think really hard. Which one of these learning styles really represents you? And it can be multiple styles. Um, it could be all four of them. Uh, for me, I know it, there are two main ones. And then there's a third one that's okay. The fourth one, forget it. <laughs> there is <laughs> At this point, there is no way. I have not had any success with it. I try my hardest. I really do. Um, but I still keep falling back into those other learning styles. And so let's just go ahead and dive in here. And we're going to touch on all four. I'm going to start from the one that I do not do well with. And I'm going to move my way up 
the latter to the one that is absolutely 100% me. And just think about them as I'm, as I'm sharing with you, um, exactly what they are described as. So the first, the bottom rung, the bottom rung of my ladder is reading and writing. Now I have to kind of take half of that because I love to write. Uh, when I was in school, especially in high school, I loved writing the reports. I loved writing my, if I could write something that I was passionate about, I, that was going to be the best essay that you had ever read in your life because the words just flowed and it was so whimsical and so passionate. And I, and it was like you were reading my heart on these pages and I'm, I'm just laying it out there. I, yes, I believe that that is me when I'm writing because I can't help it. But the other half of that, reading. Reading is my greatest weakness. Not because I can't read. I can read. I can read well. But for some reason, when my eyes hit the words on that page, I make it to about maybe the second paragraph. And before I know it, my head is hanging. And I don't know why. To this day, 42 years old, I still cannot make it through an entire book that with the exception of maybe three books that I have been able to read from front to back because they grabbed me. It was a very rare moment where I was able to sit there and read the whole thing because I couldn't put it down. But when I say rare, I mean between one and three books in my lifetime have I done that with. All the other books... And I so desperately want to read them. I'm thinking there's got to be some great information in here. I know I'm going to come out in the end with some knowledge of something that I need to be doing differently. Something that might encourage and inspire me. But I can't do it. And I'm just putting it out there. I just cannot. And so when I sit there and I start to read, I'm trying so hard and I end up falling asleep. My husband would tell you there have been times um, throughout our marriage where if there's a book that we both want to read, I have to read it out loud to him. We have to read it out loud to each other because um, I need to be speaking the words and knowing that someone is listening to me to keep me awake. And so um, one of our favorite things to do is road trips. We would rather drive than fly anywhere. Uh, we don't mind flying, but there's just nothing like seeing the open road and seeing, you know, the land and and everything that God has created. And so we'll take these road trips. Those are the moments when I can grab a book and feel confident that we will at least get through half of that book in the road trip because I'm having to read it to him and he's listening to me and we're having conversation and discussion about it. But reading has always been that hardest thing for me growing up. If you gave me a chapter in a textbook and I had to prepare for a test, you better believe that I am probably not going to do very well. But interestingly enough, the other half of that, the writing part, I will run for. Please give me something to write about. And so that is the bottom rung of my ladder. Moving up to number three, so that was number four. Moving up to number three is kinesthetic learning. Um, this is taking an a, a physically active role. So kinesthetic learners have to be hands-on, um, and they really do well when they're engaging with pretty much all of their senses, everything. Now, typically, 
these kinesthetic learners, they, they tend to work really well in more of like a scientific studies or like um, hands-on lab courses. But if I were building something or drawing something, painting, if I were sculpting something, I am more likely to learn what it is that I need to learn about that particular subject because my hands are in it. Um, I'm focused. You know, I'm having to think about the process. And so that kinesthetic type of learning is um, really, really beneficial, especially as children when we're first growing up. So if we don't have that creative aspect of um, putting our hands to something and having to act out or build or create, then it kind of hinders us just a little bit. But does that mean that we can't overcome or achieve something? No. It just makes it a lot easier. It, it allows us to really engage in what we're doing. Um, so that one is kind of me, but not in that scientific part. I do have a daughter who loves science experiments and projects and stuff. And so um, that would be more of her. But the hands-on part of it, yes, that kinesthetic definitely is a notch above the reading element for me. Um, when we move to number two, Number two is the auditory learners. Um, auditory learners prefer usually to listen to their information um, or anything that's being presented to them vocally. So you think about conferences, conventions, meetings, um, even movies, videos. Um, a big one for me recently has been Audible, the audiobooks. Because as I said, I struggle to read the books and I want so badly to hear what they're talking about. And so the audible or the, the auditory learning for me is being able to find that book and it is on audio. And if I can't find it, I just don't read it. And I know that's a really bad habit and I'm trying to break from that. But because I'm probably missing out on some really good stuff. But if I, if I can't find it on audible, or some type of auditory learning system, then I just kind of push it to the side and I say, well, I'll come back to that later. One of the things that I have really, really gravitated towards, especially now, you know, um, developing our own podcast and and really taking time to just research and, and find the topics that are I'm just so passionate about to be able to share with you guys is um, engaging in other podcasts. I love it. I love when I see that a new episode has popped up and I'm able to go and listen and, and hear the information um, because now I can listen to it as I go. If I'm out on a walk, which I, I usually listen to music, but if I'm out on a walk and it's something I really want to hear, now I can I can set that podcast in my ears and receive everything that is being spoken. Sometimes I do have to go back and rewind it because I get distracted or something happens or someone's talking to me. And I have to rewind it and listen to it again. Or I may think that I missed something, you know, and so here comes that repetition again. I have to hear it again, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, and I'll learn it. I have even listened to my own podcast back um, because there are things that really, I, I don't know if y'all are like this, but when you get to talking and you get to really um, sharing your passion with somebody, you even forget, maybe it's just me. But I forget some of the things that I say and I go back and listen and I go, wow, I said that or I don't even remember that. But it's just getting into that mode where we just we can't help it. We were pouring out everything that is inside of us. And so um, 
so I do go back and listen to my own episodes and, and hear it again because sometimes I need to hear it too. You know, I may need, um, to be reminded of something in a particular moment when I'm working on something else and I go, Oh my goodness. Right. That I did mention that that is something that I need to focus on. And I, and I put emphasis on it for that day. So the auditory learning is a big thing right now. You guys, there, there is such a huge market. You know, we talk about social media networking. We talk about, um, all the ways that businesses are utilizing social media right now. And we create these videos and these short reels and, um, you know, pictures and posts and everything else. And now one of the things that is just really capturing people are podcasts, especially because there's such a commute, you know, for those who have to work and drive a distance of, you know, half an hour to an hour every day back and forth, or maybe your job calls for you to travel and you just need content to keep you going. You want to listen to something that you really enjoy, that you appreciate, that you're learning from. And so podcasts have really grown. So I want to encourage y'all. This is something that I never thought I'd be able to do. I can't get away from it now. It just excites me to get on here every week and share with you guys. And so if that is something that you think would benefit your business, especially because of the auditory element of it, of, um, you know, it being one of these learning styles, jump on there, begin to pour out, you know, the information and the knowledge and the wisdom that you have to help these other business owners that are trying to grow, trying to find their, their niche. They're trying to find what it is that they need to do. They have the passion, but they don't quite know how to start. Jump on there and start that episode one and let it roll to episode two and three and four. And you will not believe how many people you are reaching and how much help it is offering to those who just want to know they have a dream, they can do it. And and here are some of the tools to help you. Here are some of the resources. Here are some of the ways that maybe I thought about it that I thought maybe wouldn't work, and I tried it. We don't know how much we are benefiting other business owners and helping them out when we share you know, our experiences and the different things and resources that we've been able to find. So my number one, and if you have not guessed it yet, and I said it at the beginning, I am a 100% visual learner. I did not, on top of reading the books, I did not want to read the books in high school. I did not want to read the books in high school for those um, essays and everything else, reports and book reports that we had to write. I didn't want to do it. And so... My first question was, is there a movie? Because I wanted to just watch the movie. The other thing was, you know, as YouTube became popular, is there somebody else who can kind of give me a summary? Um, Back in the day, we had Cliff Notes. Uh, I think they're still around. But, you know, is there somebody who can give me a summary or somebody who can tell me the story? Tell me the story of what happened. Or is there even somebody on YouTube that is reading the whole story? Because if you're reading it to me and you're reading it in character, I'm going to do so much better than reading it myself. And again, it's not an issue for people, you know, not being able to read. We just, we, it's not our learning style. We can't grab hold of it. So when I think about my number one learning style, 
visual, the visual learning style. Visual learners are better able to retain the information um, anytime that it's presented to them in some type of graphic. Um, you know, if we are looking at charts, diagrams, symbols, anything like that. Um, a lot of times when I go to websites and I'm doing research and I, and I love when they have the infographics. The infographics are just a breakdown of every subject or, or every part of that article that they are sharing. Um, so it kind of gives you the little tidbits. And then you can go back and read on the specific areas that you may not be familiar with or have uh, as much relation to as the other things. And so those infographics are so powerful, especially for me and especially for all of the visual learners. You know, we look for that stuff. We want to be able to see it. It took me a while to learn this about myself, but when I was finally able to understand that I just learned a different way, um, I learned very different. My, my husband is a creative person as well, but he is one of those who can just retain. He will retain the information and you're going, but how? You, you heard it one time, but how? I'm the person who, if I walk up to you and you introduce me and you tell I mean, introduce yourself and you tell me your name, I have to say, I'm sorry, what was your name again? Because it, it didn't, it didn't go in the first time. I may have had my mind on something else. I may have been, um, focused on something else, or I may have been completely engaged with you, but I'm listening to every word that you're saying that your name just flew out the door. And so I'll say, oh, I apologize. What? Tell me your name one more time. It's going to take me a couple of times, but I promise I'll get it. And I do. But I know now that it's not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. And I really feel, and this is why the subject was so important to me, is I really feel that there are a lot of our young people that if they if they knew how to identify their learning style right now, how much more successful would they be in the vision and the goals that they have as they get older and as they have these dreams of running their own company and being this great, you know, whatever it is that they have a desire to be, how much more would it help them to achieve those things when they can understand how they learn? Because many times, and I, I speak more in the children, um, elementary, middle school, and even into, you know, those high school years, there is a moment where we can feel like we are not smart. We're not able to do it. We're not going to achieve. We're not going to um, be able to manage and handle, you know, all these adult grown-up tasks and responsibilities because all we see on a piece of paper is a grade, and we see the grade that is based off of whatever it was that we produced in whatever project or um, classroom assignment that was given to us. And we just couldn't put it into words or action or thought of how we were able to get that, that information because we couldn't quite grab what was being taught to us because it wasn't being taught in the way that we know how to learn. And that's not anybody else's fault. It's not a teacher's fault. It's not a parent's fault. It's not the child's fault, the teenager's fault, the young adult. It is not the grown adult's fault. But the truth is there are different learning styles. 
And so um, I love being creative. I love being a creative because it helps me to understand and really want to reach out and help those that feel like they're never going to succeed. You are. You can succeed. You know, I remember one last story before we end for today. But I remember when I was a teacher and we would have to go through our trainings, um, our in-service days, you know, where we would learn different tips and uh, ways of, of teaching the children, um, different things to implement into the classroom. And one of the things that was so important was, well, there were two. The, um, the color of paper that was used when um, providing assignments to the students. And so we had started printing our assignments on different colors of paper that were going to um, encourage certain students. And when I say certain, um, just to give you an example, if a student was always overly stimulated, very active, um, they couldn't sit still, they were constantly thinking, you know, they, they, they were constantly moving, we would print their, their assignment on a real light blue piece of paper because blue was known to be that calming color. It was something that would kind of soothe them. And so when you think, you know, as far as how they're receiving that, you know, through their eyes, to their brain, um, and it's registering, that blue is calming them. And believe it or not, utilizing that blue piece of paper for that particular student or students um, really helped them to focus, and it brought them to a, a, just a real quiet, still, still place of um, being able to sit there and read and retain. Um, and that goes all into you know uh, psychology, sociology, and so we utilized that. And we had to be real careful with the different you know colors of paper that we used because we didn't want it to be straining on the eyes. You're not going to use a, a, you know, a neon pink or a bright highlighter yellow color, color, but we would use these other softer colors, you know, pastel colors and such. Um, and then the other thing that we would do is we were told not to use the, um, the color red when we were marking incorrect answers. And that is completely opposite of what we ever learned. But instead of using red, if an answer was wrong, we would mark it with green. And the reason why we marked it with green was because we all know that the color green means go. You know, we're looking at a stoplight, and that, that's what we utilized. If we saw a stoplight and you see red, you're going to stop. If you see green, it means go. When they saw that red on that piece of paper, they would stop. They would come to a dead stop, and it was like all thinking had stopped. And there was this disappointment and this this upset that had set in and they weren't able to really get back up and start doing or um, or trying harder or trying again, period, right? But when we started using the color green, the color green registered as go. And so we were able to sit down and say, you know, this one right here, although it says that it's wrong, it's incorrect, um, I want you to try again. I want you to keep going. I know you can get this. Um, I'm going to help you, but we need to keep going, okay? And the students, their their um, demeanor and their attitude 
towards that thing would shift. And now there was a, a sense of encouragement where they were ready to apply what they had learned again. Okay, let's try this again. They were more receiving of the help, you know, when a teacher would stop and say, um, okay, we're going to do this again. Now let's work through it together. There was uh, more, they were more accepting of that to be able to say, okay, I, I want to get this right. I want to get it right. And so we would use that color. I don't know if they, you know, after I, I didn't go back to teaching after several years, I don't know if um, they continued that, but I know it worked. And so even today, when we're talking about our businesses, and I know I'm getting into another subject, but we talk about our, our cash, you know, our uh, balance statements and our, our income statements and our cash flow and our profit and things like that. Normally in our bank accounts, when we see the color red, when we see something pop up in red, if you're going to have your taxes done and that final number comes up in red, you know that that is not a good thing. You're going to be paying somebody something back or you are in the negative. Um, it's just not a good color. But when we see green, we rejoice and we get all excited. And so can you see how those those little small things even affect us to this day? And so when we are able to take those things from, um, you know, what we learned growing up and look at it with a different lens, look at it with a different perspective and not see the negative in it, but see what it is that uh, we can do to make a change. That is the same thing with our learning styles. Knowing that when we look at, at maybe something that we didn't quite retain or receive, it's not a bad thing. But let me try to learn it a different way. Can you show me how to do it this way? Well, you gave me a list of instructions. Now can you show me how to do it? Because I may have not understood the step one, two, three, four, and five, but can you just stand there and show it to me one time and I promise you I'll get it. And that's, that was usually how I was, I was always having to do things for myself. I had to be the one to say, can you just show me? Because once they showed me, I was okay. You know, if I need to know how to do something, I open up YouTube and I search it and I find it because I want somebody showing me how to do it, not having to read on a screen what steps I need to take. And so um, I want to leave that there. I want to leave you thinking about your own personal, um, you know, learning style, how many of those learning styles, you know, uh, apply to you if it's one or all of them. And really take advantage of knowing that thing and how you learn on a daily basis consistently within your business, your personal life, school, whatever it is, and use it for your success. Use those things. And don't be afraid to speak up when you know you learn a certain way and somebody is is trying to push something else on you to say, no, that's not the way that I learn. So with all due respect, can you show me this way and I will be able to get it? And it just takes a little shift, a little bit of cooperation, a little bit of communication, and we can all be successful. So just because we're different, and I, and I shared last week about we were created to stand out, there is obviously differences in all of us. And we don't have to be like everybody else, but we can understand one another and understand that we are indeed different.
So I want to leave it there for today. I hope this has encouraged you. If you have any thoughts, questions, or anything, please feel free to drop them um, in some comments or visit us on our social media. Thank you again for joining us on the Expressions of Destiny podcast. And I will talk to you on Friday for Faith-Filled Friday. God bless.